0: karam bindu sam yaam netiyam dayanti yogina kamadam moksharam shairam om karaya namo namaha shanti shanti shanti
1: Om Shanti. Peace. So, welcome. Today, I'm joined by Prajapati Swain. And a little bit of background on Prajapati. Uh, He has been a yoga teacher and practitioner of integral yoga since 1995. He's a devotee of Sri Swami Satchidharanta Maharaj. And he also has a master's degree in psycho- psychology and a doctorate in counseling. So I like that you put there a little bit about your personality <laughs> to kind of separate separate that world. And um, yeah, Prajapini and I have been participating um, in a, a spiritual uh, gathering, kind of like a sharing circle on Saturday mornings. Uh, well, I've... I've been joining for the past three years. Prajapati, for for much much longer. Um, I don't know how how many years has it been going on now. Maybe it's about thirteen or fourteen. Thirteen or fourteen years. Yeah. So we always get together with with that kind of group and um, have some fun fun sharings. And yeah, anyone is is free to 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 join us for those. We've um, kind of moved onto Zoom now uh, during this time. Normally we get together in person, which is obviously preferred and, um, drink some morning beverages and have some snacks and, and have fun. But, um, yeah, Prajapati, why do why do you enjoy, um, kind of making time for that each week?
0: I find it to be an opportunity to explore, um, for myself and, and the other people in the group, um, just how we're doing on our, uh, yoga path on our uh, inquiry into who we are, and and what we're what we're doing in this world. And uh, what it all means and what we can do to uh, improve our uh, life experience. However, it shows up so that we can uh, be joyful. And uh, be generous. Um, I would say I I feel like I uh, attain that every time, every Saturday over <laughs> thirteen years. That's it's
1: a lot. So you mentioned improving life experience. Has that always been something that that you were interested in? Like you know how can things improve? How can I, how can I grow? How can I see more?
0: Yeah, I would say that, um, if I look back in time, I could see that that started when I was probably in elementary school. And, uh, that's been my interest for all these years, many, many years. Um, as a, as a psychologist, that became my career, and um, I would say it's my general orientation to uh, be joyful and to spread joy. Both. Hmm.
1: It I find it interesting that, you know, it seems almost unusual that it's that it's rare for. Um, for people to really want to explore truth and to go deep, right? Like I'm, I'm really happy to have found a, a community where it's common, where people really want to explore and, and grow. But I, I remember always kind of feeling like an outsider for much of my life. If I brought up, you know, deeper questions, um, it seemed like, uh, it was, it was common to, uh, kind of want to push that away and exist more on on a surface level um, and not really kind of explore. But now I try to like open up and 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 genuinely ask, is there something to that? You know, I've always like assumed like, okay, I, I, I like to go deep. I, w- I want to, you know, ask um, more philosophical questions or whatever you want to call it but is there something to kind of existing more on a surface level and just um, maybe ignoring um, being a seeker?
0: I I would suppose that for most people, as you start out in life, that you're engaged in the social and the physical world. um, Primarily. And, then as you mature, I guess maybe this is what maturity is, you begin to see that there's more to life than just uh, pleasure or um, you know, being being uh, social, being liked and, and participating in whatever it is, sports or whatever it is as a young person. And then as you maybe again, I'd say mature, but as you perhaps go to college or, or, uh, you know, you're in your uh, maybe 20s, then it begins to occur to you that maybe there's something else going on. Uh, You know, there can be other possibilities, true. I think for some people, uh, their religious uh, preparations in their family Can begin to open up some of those ideas. I think that's probably the my case also. Um, But I think it's it's a develop it's developed. Um,
1: But I guess my my question for you, you know, how has it helped you to kind of probe deeper truths in life and and ask, you know, who am I? What what is going on here? How does that help you? Oh, how is it? Well, I think that at some point, you
0: realize that um, life is what you make it. Um, and then behind that, um, maybe we, we're creating our own problems and our own, and our own grief. When that begins to uh, occur to your, your, your sense of who you are, then I think things open up for you and you begin to uh, find some means for encouraging that experience of a more, uh, I guess it's more um, altruistic, I think, actually, if you had to put a word onto it, the altruism begins to occur to you that, you know, um, the people around you are, are uh, um, more enlivened in, in your experience. And, um, and that be- begins to become a reward in itself. So instead of just rewarding yourself all the time, you begin to think of, you know, how can I make somebody else feel better? And I suppose that happens a lot in your in your first uh, you know deep relationships, wherever that is. You know, in your, either in your family or when you people that you meet. Uh, and that becomes become,
1: even a, a different kind of reward, or maybe more of a reward.
0: Yeah, it does. They more, it becomes a deeper reward. It's more more lasting, I think, than uh, you know if you just go out and get yourself some something whatever it is ice cream or something like that you feel you know you feel good for a little while but it's only a few moments but when you're sharing ice cream with somebody else um there's a different there's a different and a magnified joy in that i think that's an important thing to uh, experience and i think we all have that opportunity to experience that at some time
1: isn't it interesting that nature is set up that way? Like that's a part of, of the game where it, it encourages um, service uh, to others, doing doing good for others.
0: Yeah, I, I'd say that there's, there's something about the human experience being that we're, I was talking with my wife about this before that uh, uh, as mammals were brought up into a, uh, a social environment, So this would be true of all all the mammalian on on Earth. Uh, We're we're brought up into a family. And uh, we're brought up to to, uh, experience and see how we relate to each other. And you observe your siblings relating with your parents and so forth. That, I think, begins that orientation, um, that possibility for extending your concern beyond your own uh, mind and body so I think it's there it's inherent for, for all of us hmm. at some point maybe um, then you might want to extend that and, and look deeper into that and just see you know, what is, what is the basis of joy anyway that's hmm. a good question
1: what is it <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, the I basis of joy that. I never thought you'd ask. <laughs> I think that you know you can have momentary happiness, but I think joy is something deeper than that, and it's more, more basic, and more um, the nature of our of self, As uh, Swami Satchidananda would tell us, that uh, our own true nature, the basis, is 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 joy, is happiness, and. Uh, so we kind of come back to that uh, rather than have a uh, a view to the exterior for finding joy. We look for your a deeper experience of, of that. And then so how as, did we... as yoga, well, I would yeah. just go right into yoga from there, but <laughs> go ahead, we can come back. Well,
1: back an initial question for me is, how do we even move from that uh, inherent joy to begin with when that is our tr- our true nature that is joy yeah. what is the process moving away from that how does that happen
0: my understanding is that that ha- that we lose that um, around school age or, or a little bit before that perhaps Um, we begin to to be indoctrinated by our our culture and the language that uh, is embedded in the culture. And that includes all kinds of assumptions and beliefs and attitudes that um, don't necessarily correspond to the here and now. They, um, they're references to the past, actually, I'd say. And with language, you'd go all the way back to the beginnings of language. It's uh, passed on from uh, generation to generation, all the way back uh, 100,000 years or whatever. And those experiences include a lot of things that are no longer present, for one thing uh that's one one reason why we're nowadays very uh, attracted to trying to uh, experience life in the here and now um, it's more rich the here the here and now the experience of of what's going on right now is more rich than, than our memories. Uh, so I think we find that out. We, le- we learn that and we find that out.
1: And are we are we holding on to, to memories, elements of the past and also considering the future uh, both because we're afraid, like because of, of fear And does it take like a letting go of fear and really not being afraid in order to simply be here now? I think that's
0: very true. I think that's very true. I think fear is the probably the basis for a lot of the um, certainly the problems that we experience. I think come from a fear. That fear is 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 deep in the. the mind, let's say, of people. Um, and again, I think that goes back, you know, a hundred thousand years or, or way way back in time anyway. Um, so we start off with a fear that you know we're gonna die. And uh, that expands to all, all the other kinds of fears about things. Fear of loss, basically, I would say. And uh It's a big burden. It's a big burden. And consequently, as we practice yoga, we, that's one of the things that, that, uh, one of the directions, let's say that we would, uh, move on a, on a path is away from fear and towards love, mm. uh, love being accepting, love being, uh, Uh, embracing what is and fear being denying on some level what's happening, you know, wanting it to be different than the way it is now, Um, which I think is the characteristic of the mind actually. Mm. Wanting things to be different than the way they are. Is is there
1: like a healthy, is there a healthy, element to like goal setting and shifting your life in a more positive way that is that has a different flavor than just wanting things to be different so is it possible for me to accept fully how things are now and and to feel feel comfortable with how things are now while still at the same time maybe doing a little bit of planning or making some decisions that could bring even more contentment
0: uh, that's a very good question, and one that would concern everybody <laughs> that, that has tried to make their way in the context of our culture or any culture. When you're in a culture and part of a culture, you're you're accepting the uh, ideals of the culture and. You're trying to, you know, accomplish uh, goals that would uh, configure with the values of the culture, and I think that all of us would have that experience, um, maybe as the prime experience for mystics and for. Yogis, I think that at some point we put that aside, um, not to be done away with, uh, not not that at all. I, I, I would not suggest that, but to change the um, importance, let's say, of actualizing or, or, or uh, accomplishing our goals is not the prime Value in in life. Do you follow what I'm saying? It's like you yeah. you do have both. You do have goals, but at some point you let the the goals um, become less eminent, less preeminent.
1: Seems to me maybe the difference is. You know, feeling that I need to escape from my current situation and therefore run towards something else or build something else, or I feel comfortable where I'm at and it might be fun to, to build something or work on a project.
0: Um I don't know. Are you saying that that you that you find that you um, feel completion, let's say, in accomplishing your goals? I think as we age, you're still you're still maybe haven't <laughs> reached the age. <laughs> uh, that's a joke, kind of a joke, yeah. actually.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think, I think what I mean is like, is I, I guess I would say like having goals or projects in a way can be seen as a fun, fun way to experience the present, right? Like, like, like thinking of Swami Satchidananda, right? Like he built Yogaville, right? That, that took, he clearly had a vision of something that was going to happen in the future. And he spent so much time building that vision, right? While at the same time, I, I wouldn't say that he was at all, you know, not not content or, or being present, right?
0: I would say with Swami Ananda is that he enjoyed what he was doing. But he often told us that he could walk away from all of this, that this was not uh, his, I don't know if he used the word purpose, but not his uh not who he was, maybe something like that, but he could leave it. He could leave it all. And I think that's actually key. I think that when I say that, you know, have a perspective, different perspective, that's what I'm thinking. Actually, he enjoyed it. He, he, he did what he did and he did it. He obviously did it very well, but he didn't think that that was who he was. He never made the mistake of thinking that's who he was. He didn't think, that he was the big guru and we were the the devotees sitting around. He said it could have been the other way around. He didn't he didn't even know why it was that way. And I don't think he thought it was, in his heart, particularly different, whether we were sitting on the stage or you were sitting down in the audience. And I think that, to me, is the distinction that I would make. Yeah, I,
1: th- I think it's key. And it makes me think of, of you know, like social action, um or causes towards justice right and and often i think the maybe even like the attitude towards you know being spiritual or meditating or anything like that is oh if you do that you're not going to do anything with your like you're not going to accomplish anything and there's work that needs to be done and and therefore like get at it like there's problems in the world solve them right and yeah, I'm very interested in in this topic because I don't know from my experience. Like when I go deep, like if I feel that there's a problem in the world that I need to solve, right? And I'm like, and I'm holding on to um, the outcome of of that of my ability to make a change. It, that just like it feels unhappy to me <laughs> and it feels like i'm setting myself up for some kind of failure you know like even if i accomplish one task then what after that then i need to pick another one to do it's like i think what you said like totally invested in whether or not i could do it right and that that swami sachidananda wasn't invested in that kind of a way so that's my inquiry a little bit is that you know what happens when we take actions but we're not like clinging to the outcomes in the same kind of, kind of way. And, and also the investigation of if I find peace, right. And, you know, I meditate, I find stillness, maybe I kind of lose my, my personality a little bit. Does that mean that I'm not going to take action for good for my experience is actually the opposite. And that more good will be accomplished from kind of that more peaceful state than one of, of looking at it like there's a problem that needs solving now.
0: I think that's you know that's a a a, uh, a nugget of what needs to be experienced and maybe solved in some kind of right. way. So, solve that. But I think, yeah, both things are going on. Both things are going on. And I think the question is, uh, you know, how uh, how much of our self is committed uh, to get the benefit for ourself? If you're trying to get the benefit for yourself, it would be said that that's an ego uh, exercise then. And what the only thing that will come out of that will be something for the ego. But if you have a more open and a more inclusive objective, doing so you're doing things for the benefit of everyone, then the benefits are greater they they include everyone <laughs> so the benefit is large i think um i think that is something that we can discover and is an important thing to a very important thing to discover actually maybe the mo- maybe one of the most important things to discover is how to do both of those things how to be how to be open to be Called forward to do something and 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 uh, uh, make life better for everyone, or whether it's a greedy thing to try to get more for yourself. That's it,
1: and, and the greedy thing can be subtle too. Like, oh. is there is is there yeah. greed in like wanting to prove that I'm a good person? Right. It's like, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, I'm helping these other people uh, so that I can put myself in the category of good person. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's it. getting it either.
0: That's it. No, I think that's totally, t- totally right. That is, that's, that's it. And it's a very fine line. It's a very fine line. And uh, that's, that's a good uh, opportunity for developing your, uh, Self-awareness. I mean, I think when we talk about self-awareness, that's what we're talking about. Actually, To really look at our motives and to really look at, uh, you know, what's the purpose of what we're doing. Um, it's a, so that's an opportunity.
1: Yeah. I feel like it, it, it reminds me of what we were saying earlier in terms of, of, of the child and how that, that joy, um, that peaceful state that is kind of just natural and is our birthright, it gets taken away, you know, it, does it get taken away because we're told by other people that we have something to prove and then we spend all, all this time trying to to prove our own worth when kind of the idea is that there's nothing to prove, you know, we we just are this joy and this peace. Um, and, and I don't need, I don't need to prove my individuality or that whole notion is, is kind of preposterous to begin with.
0: I think that, you know, I don't even blame it on our parents because they also are sure. configured by, by culture. That's why I think it's all it goes all the way. It's just what we're what we come into as human beings. We're coming into this. It's already a setup and everything, and we can we can just go along with that conditioning, or we can, with the uh, intention, develop a more and more awareness of what is the real, and then what is not so real and as the as the buddhists have laid it out very clearly is that uh, the things that come go and that's just that's just the nature what arises dissolves again and so you begin to look around you see that's the case actually there's there's nothing that really stays it's all moving it's all going but then they invite the buddhists and, and yogis also invite ourselves to see what does not disi- what is not disappearing and then you begin to look into that and I think then comes a richness that is uh, uh attuned to the world too it's not it's not leaving the. you don't leave the world behind in my opinion uh, I mean some people do that in order to try to reach this but I don't think that's um, necessary, and it may not even be that effective to do that. I think the, uh, the intention to, uh, to really see what is, what's the nature of life, and what's the nature of the world, and then uh, to apply that in a way that's effective for yourself and, and everyone. And I think it's clear the yogis, I think, have demonstrated it very clearly that, uh, that it's a process of letting go of, of things that uh, makes you light. That's why we call it enlightenment. I think that's a great, uh, hmm. a great uh, discovery in our human language. It's an important discovery in language that light being light is letting go of things, is taking things off your back. And uh, opening up. So if yeah. there is such a thing as a goal, which I don't think the, I don't think the masters would say that there's, there's really not a goal. There's just uh, <laughs> being, being who you are. <laughs> Very simple. <laughs>
1: you know, describing the, the coming and the going, right. And the, I you know, think of, okay, I'm, the compliments and the criticisms, right. And the, Oh, I see them rise. And then I see them fall. And, and, and so really what I, what I hear there is um, is coming to terms with peace, right. And or connecting with, with our peace, that kind of, that, that middle state um, that, that observer um, that, that is watching these things happen. And it makes me think of this this part in myself that we're, that feels that that's not good enough, right? It's kind of maybe like this old childlike part, or I don't know exactly what it is. It's it's like the piece isn't good enough, right? It's like that that part of me it wants like you know it wants the feast, it wants the party, it wants you know like all that more. Um, flashy showy stuff like so is this process in a way like, i mean i could say for myself it's like i've 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 noticed that for a time now and and it's almost like i have this relationship with peace right so at first it was like oh whatever like peace you know kind of bland type of thing and then now from experiencing enough like th- that's it you know for me to be at peace and and it is enough. Like, I don't need anything more than that, than being in a peaceful state. Um, any reflections on that or, or sharings from your own experience in terms of your relationship with peace?
0: I think I, I certainly as a young person, I wouldn't have anything to do with peace, actually. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I I'd say that peace is for, you know, it's just it's just not um, it's not exciting yeah, yeah and it's not really uh as a younger person, I would say I thought this. and I thought that peace was just you know beside the point. But as I matured, again, I like the word mature in a way that um, you know I, I've experienced the the um, the opposite of peace, and I've seen I've seen how that works and and doesn't work, and um, I think that. The piece that I see now and that I know now it includes um, energy. Not, I wouldn't say excitement exactly, but it includes energy. So there's an energy in the piece. And um, I have heard people in various groups say that uh, they they felt that the peace was um you know like nothing but in f- my experience now is that the peace actually is everything and it's it is it, it embeds and embodies energy so the energy then moves more freely and more I'd say more effectively also hmm. Peace, I think, is a. You need to really look at these words. I think is a, is an important thing. Mm. As a young person, peace to me meant like laying down on a uh, <laughs> in bed or something maybe. Mm. That was peace. Mm. Uh, but as you look into the depth of peace, you see something different. You see something different. You see something where you're not entangled. Mm. You're not. You're not. Um, Possessed and um, uh, 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 um, in, uh, enslaved, <laughs> actually, by desires and by things that that you that you don't have in your hands. So I think, as a as a I'd like to say younger person, but uh, as a person that's uh, Involved and committed to uh, action, if, if 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 that's the goal, action towards goals. If that's your whole life, um, that has diminishing returns. And as you as you go through year after year after year, the returns don't seem to be that uh, valuable. So then you have that to compare with the piece. So it gives you a different uh, understanding of what the piece could be.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I like that you've been using the word uh, mature. <laughs> I That word keeps coming up for me, me too, because I do feel like that is, that is the process, the maturation process. Um, and the other word connected to peace for me is acceptance, like total acceptance. And, you know, I need to even ask myself, like, who am I not to accept, you know, how things are. And I I mean, that's another level. I think that the ego blows itself out of proportion. Oh, I can, in a way I can, it's playing God, you know, um, saying that, oh, things aren't right. And they need to be this way instead of that. And they need you know, I'm in charge of, of dictating what the enfoldment of, of our species and the planet uh, is, you know, that's, that's to, for me, part of this yogic path is, is realizing um, what is beyond me and really having humility. And, and when I do that, then, then I can accept because again, who, who am I to question how things are happening?
0: I, I think questioning is good. If I had to say good and good and bad, to me the questioning. But where's the questioning going? I guess is it, where, where are you going with the?
1: Question? Well, let me let me let me clarify a little bit because yeah, I, it's not to say that like okay, I don't I don't see something that could be realigned or or put on a different path, right? Or that I couldn't take take action. But instead of like being absolutely sure that that I'm right, if it has this flavor of kind of humility to it, that that changes it a little bit. Like, right? So there's nothing, I think there's nothing wrong at all. It's a wonderful thing to try to make the world more just if you can. But without thinking that I know for sure, it's like, I I think that this is a good thing, but in the end, I'm limited by my, human capacity for understanding.
0: Uh, Well, I think that I would certainly agree with that. And I think that that's a, uh, an understanding that uh, uh, there are greater powers in the universe, call it whatever you wish, what those powers are, but there are greater powers. And that it is, if we can be open to the greater powers. And if we uh, willingly um, accept the greater powers and accept what is, basically accepting what is and accepting the greater powers, I think are they correspond. Anyway, they, those two things come together. Um, so when you accept what is, in a way you're accepting God, if you want to, put a name on it or whatever, or the greater powers, accepting the greater powers. Then I think you can channel or the, not even, even when, when I say you can channel, that's not saying it correctly. That's, it channels you. It can you. <laughs> flow through you. It, it can flow through you. So grace, I think is a way that we, we a word that we use, I think is an effective word. Um, miracles happen. Miracles are going on all the time. Miracles are actually the we are in and are the miracle already, which is the, of the, the strange thing, actually. We're in the miracle. And it's the, you know, it's our mind, our personality and our conditioning that thinks we have to have it different than the way it is, which is certainly sorry. very arrogant and it 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 doesn't work out very well (laughs) you just look around and see where where people are caught in that and it generally leads to tremendous disappointment when the universe grinds it grinds you back down to dust which you will be you personality person body mind will be ground down into dust again that's for sure and so if you think that's who you are and if you have, have the those coins, if you're saving those coins of body, mind as your value and everything that you've accumulated. You're going to find out for sure that it's going to turn to dust and it may be 10 years, 100 years, 1,000 years, whatever the number of years, if you wanted to look at it in terms of years, but it, it disappears so why bother with it? <laughs> why bother with that at all?
1: Uh, yeah, hmm. I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, which is blame. Right, uh, not blaming our parents, right? For as an example, or, or really not not blaming anyone, right? Like. That also seems maybe like a hard thing to let go of that there is no one to blame, right? Um, yeah, or, or, or even it makes me think of kind of like evil forces, right? that that's common to think that there's an evil that needs to be defeated. You know on your path, have you come to uh, to a place where like there is no evil and there is no one to blame? And what has that shift done for you? If there has been a shift of sorts, there.
0: I mean, I can say that that uh, deep down, <laughs> I know. And then I have this mind that's working, and the mind is working on the basis of good. And evil. Uh, it works on the basis of opposites. That's how the mind is configured. So when my awareness is confined to the mind, then it's operating on the on that level. It's operating on those things. And there's there is blame. And I can look at look at things in our uh, current uh, uh, government is a good place to, to look always as a government. Um, but I can also know at the same time that that's um, uh, superficial. It's a, it's, a, uh, it's kind of a uh, conditioned response uh, to uh, uh, somebody meeting my, uh, my own beliefs and my own expectations and uh, probably uh, limited understanding about what's actually going on. So I look at the government and I say, you know, this is so impossible. Um, this is my my rational mind. I say, this is so impossible. How could this possibly occur? And I can't figure out <laughs> how it could have occurred. So then I can say, well, then this is this is the divine, um, play or the divine um, uh, configuration, uh, plan or whatever, and um, it'll play out in a in a way and at a time that's not mine. In this system of thinking, to reach and to understand, and so that I, I can let it go, and I think that's a an achievement that has, you know, come with maturity, um, and practice of yoga. I don't. I don't. I really don't minimize, in my experience of practice, um, such as yoga practice, um, to help to dissolve some of our, some of my, my beliefs and expectations about how things are including that something is good, completely good, or bad, completely bad. So I would say that now I have educated my mind. My mind has been educated
1: hmm.
0: to that understanding that uh, that there's a greater plan and there's a greater uh, force and a greater opportunity even uh, So the opportunity and the the possibilities in life
1: open up a lot. Actually, I, I love what you just said about educating your mind. <laughs> to educate our minds, like whoa, like what does that mean, right? To do that it makes me think of like who's captaining the ship, right? <laughs> Who, who's running things inside here? Um, yeah, how can we how can we educate the mind? And, you know, you mentioned your yoga practices. I know that you mean that as more than just, you know, physical Hatha yoga. Can you explain more what your, what yoga practices mean to you when you say that?
0: Yeah. Well, yoga, I, I would, if I had to say that I, will, that I was something, I would guess I would say that I, I'm a yogi. Um, and that I've accepted that, the path of, of yoga and the teachings, which are incredibly deep, and incredibly uh, wide, and very pervasive. Tremendous opportunity that we have as human beings now that these teachings are so available. And they're so deep. Um, I think that, that the focus for me in yoga has always been, and I was a Hatha teacher for 20 years, um so i know the the benefits of the hatha practice but i think that sometimes in current society hatha practice is seen as some kind of uh uh like a uh health club health club kind of a of an opportunity which it, it certainly hatha practice does have that uh, uh aspect which it, it is very beneficial to your your body, and it's beneficial to your mind, too, and uh, certainly in uh, the practice of yoga nidra and the the uh, freeing of awareness from the body, that practice is uh, extremely, extremely useful to, to have that. And I think we in uh, modern, modern world are, are benefiting from that. Even when we think that's what we're going for. We think we're going for, for uh, you know, physical health and, and uh, well-being and,
1: and, and
0: beauty even. Uh, actually, what's happening is we are learning to focus our awareness on the subtle sensations uh, that are generally not attended to And that practice of focusing awareness is one of the principal uh, uh, steps or limbs, let's say, of of yoga, the uh, concentration. And we're, we're kind of eased into the concentration, which I think is the best way to do it. The best way is to be eased into it and to find out that that you're not your thoughts hmm. and when you find out that you're not your thoughts that you are the, the one who's at who's watching your thoughts who's witnessing your thoughts and that you can not be carried away by your thoughts that's a very important step uh, hmm. so yoga um we have in, in the integral yoga, we have six yogas. and uh, I would say that I have the acceptance of that uh, methodology and I, I do practice all six of the limbs, including the mantra. Uh, mantra is very important, I think for me to, to center myself sometimes. I mean always, actually, not just not just sometimes. Uh, mantra is a, is a, an opening, opening, a gate, gateway. Um, and then, you know, the yana, the self-inquiry and the uh, service, karma yoga. Um, each of these ingredients of the, of the, of the, of the, all the yogis come together to fortify that's not the right word to um, realize. I mean, we've been using that that word in, in um, yoga for a long time to realize to for the real to um, rise. I don't know if I have anything. Yeah,
1: there. no, that's that's great. I, talking about awareness and concentration too, you know, is it important to kind of be kind to ourselves too, when we catch, catch the mind, not, not being aware, not concentrating, like, Oh, I was just, I was supposed to be listening to something. and, And then I wasn't right. Like that moment there, when I realized that I wasn't focused, right. How do I, what is my relationship with myself at that At that moment for myself, I could say like, that's been an evolving thing where I I noticed that my tendency, you know, in the past is, is kind of to, to feel bad about myself for not, for not focusing, not, not being aware. Right. And then now this, like the reeducation of my mind is that that's totally okay right and it's just like let's just jump right back in to the awareness and the focusing you know I don't even need to skip a beat I don't need to analyze myself or assess myself for 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 not for being good or bad you know not focusing so um yeah is, is that is that an important step in in this process of of being aware
0: I think definitely for for um you know we're right we're you know the, again I'll come back to our to our um uh, our uh, orientation as uh, human beings, we start off life as, uh, as very, very uh, weak babies. Um, uh, we're totally dependent. On our parents and and those around us for survival, and so we're open to receive some indoctrination, which may not be entirely useful or entirely fair or true. Either parents or anybody that you know that's around us, and when we go to school, is the same. Uh, you know, we're just we're we're taking things in, taking things in, and. And building up a personality, um, and not consciously, uh, it's just auto, it's automatic. It, it's what uh, is the, uh, the the just the the way it is for for coming into the world as human beings. So we take on a lot of stuff that's uh, it's it's not useful and it's not even accurate. Um, And we have these you know ideas about ourself again we're talking now about personality so that personality which is our our fulcrum in the world dealing in the world is colored by these uh, beliefs even their beliefs you know i i believe that i'm whatever it is and um so when you're watching yourself and your, your, your intention is to be aware, and then there's times when you're not aware. That is, again, it's, it's your mind that's not aware. Mm-hmm. But when your mind becomes aware that it's not aware, then the awareness is there for that moment or whatever. And when the awareness is there for that moment, stay with the awareness and the awareness will let everything flow basically. Cause that's what the, the awareness lets it, lets it be, lets things be, lets you be. Mm-hmm. So being <laughs> really is coming from that. Uh, so when a, what you might think of as a negative occurs. It's a positive because it opens up the awareness. So I've been, I've a great teacher has shown that to me to be true that every time something is, is bad. Who is, is, is knowing that that's bad. And then, just be in that knowing, and when you're in that knowing, then you're back in you're back in reality again. It's it's a it's a interesting phenomenon,
1: it's really, isn't it? Ooh, it's I got to like tell this you something. Yeah. This
0: occurs to me. Now, I, this is something that's very that I don't share very much, but I, I will share this because I, I think it fits in here. When Gurudev passed away, when my my teacher passed away, um. There's a great loss, a tremendous loss, And I can remember very vividly when we were were gathered up there. Uh, uh, I guess Chedambaram. We were gathered outside of Chedambaram, and they were going to they were going to put him in in his uh, sepulcher, and there there were th- lots of us around that, whatever, thousand or five hundred or some gigantic number. And we were all mourning and, you know, we very moved. I mean, a lot of people were very sad. Uh, Most people were experiencing the, the great loss. And soon after that, maybe the same day when I was walking away or something, I felt so close to him. I felt so close. And it occurred to me that when You experience and you really get the loss. Then the presence is there at the same time. It's like the loss and the presence are both there at the same time. It's like, what? How could that be? And then I really got how Swami Sakshananda was always telling us that he was going to be more present when he left the body. And it's strange. It's strange that um, I find, and I many, many, many people have noticed this. I'm not the only one who's noticed this. But you can just have the thought, and the thought itself opens up the presence. Now, maybe it's a deep, it's a deeper kind of thought perhaps or something, but maybe the these deeper thoughts actually can be revealed out of sadness and out of loss, more so even than when the person, if it's a person, is there with you. It's a very strange phenomenon. <laughs> the person is more with you <laughs> when they're gone, and I've notice that other times as well with other people. It's that we, and my conclusion, if my mind has a conclusion about this, which (laughs) my mind has plenty of conclusions, is that uh, this reality is not the way we we see it at all, actually. And that whatever life is, it's not bound up in uh, skin and bones. This life is a is an energy whatever that is and it's it's floating around all the time and it's really everywhere um, this is a new idea for my mind that uh i find very uh engaging very very engaging uh, it's part of joy i think actually this is this is a part of what joy is realizing that You know, it's not, things don't just like end and go away. Hmm. Hmm.
1: So would you say it's even moving from maybe like a a questioning of, you know, the potential ending of of death to more of a, a certainty that like, I'm certain that this, this is not ending and that maybe I don't have anything to be afraid of. And that, that, that knowing then is connected to a a certain joy that's liberating.
0: There's a, there's awareness there that's, that's in joy, joy and awareness. Maybe joy and awareness actually are just two different words for the same thing. Awareness being something different than uh thinking i'm not when i talk about awareness i'm not talking about you know thinking actually it's not it's not thinking um thinking can benefit from awareness hmm. that's why i say you know educating the mind i think is, is what that is actually the uh the the awareness is um, Modifying the mind, you know, modifying the conditioning that we that we started off with, and that's kind of underlying as human beings in our in our in our human nature.
1: Yeah, that uh might be, be a good place for us to to wrap things up today.
0: Okay.
1: Prajapati, are there any other kind of just final thoughts or words that you'd like to share? Um, we like to say peace and joy,
0: love and light. Um, I... convey and and hope that we may deeply know that peace, and that joy, and that love, and that light. And don't stop at the words. Hmm. Don't stop at the words. You talk about meditation, and I think too often we're we're captured by some idea about what meditation is and what what uh, realization is, and we we stop with the words. And I think meditation is the opportunity to go beyond the words. Uh, to, to to experience and know what is love. That would be enough. Mm. Mm. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> kind of basking in that right now. Okay. Um, okay. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you spending this time with me. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this content and think others might as well, please feel free to share and subscribe.